<laughs> to tell you how, would you like to know how much of a dork I am? Would you really like to know how much of a dork I am? We've done the entire show so far, and I did not have the microphone turned on. <laughs> and we wasted all of that. We wasted all that. And if anybody was tuned in listening, all they heard was dead air for 10 minutes. So, oh, you know, I, I'm looking I'm looking at the screen. And when I'm talking, there should be, you know, the little green, the little green line. Um, yeah. So all of a sudden it dawned on me. I did not have the microphone on. Let me just go on record and tell your audience that they missed some good stuff. Well, let's start over again then, shall we? Hi. How are you doing? You're tuned into the two darks. That's me, Black Dog, and our special guest tonight. See, I could say this over again because the only person who heard it before was you. Um, So, (laughs) I'm... you got me, Black Dog, and my special guest, Alicia McLeod. And hello, hello. And we told the wonderful story about my son and what a prankster he is. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. He's a terrible prankster. He had his wife, who was very innocent and unaware of his jokes at that time, because she was a new bride. She was baking a ham for the family, and she commented that it had hardly any fat on it. He told her that in the South, you raised pigs in the shade. So that they will develop, I mean, you raise them in the shape so they won't develop this extra layer of fat. Therefore, when the hams are, are cut, they don't have a lot of fat on them. And that's why you use a shade-fed pig when you when you raise uh, pigs for, for meat. Oh, God. He wanted me to go along with it, and I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, you know, see now that is, see now that is funny. Well, I thought it was really cruel, but I have to admit it was funny. He also told her one time when the dog started to run out the door, and she grabbed his tail, he just, Margaret, don't, don't, don't. And she said, why not, why not? And he said, let me check this dog over and make sure it's okay. Check its eyes. She said, why do I want to check its eyes? He said, the spine is connected directly, of course, being a house for the spinal column. It's directed to the opt- uh, connected to the optic nerve. And if you pull its tail too hard, you can make its eyes pop out or you can make it go blind. And she started crying. And Oh, that was cruel. That was cruel. Oh, God. <laughs> but now she's not she's not falling for his stuff anymore. Which is, which is probably a good idea. Well, I, I told you about, you know, how I am with storms. And see, I'm looking and see the microphone's working now. And so actually people can hear us. If anybody's tuned in and listening to us, they would be able to hear us. I, I don't know who's listening because for the first 10 minutes, there was no sound. So That's funny. All of that's funny. So after 10 minutes, I don't know. They might have decided, you know, we're, uh, we're not interested in listening to dead air. But that's okay. That's, well, yeah. And that just proves that, that you're a dork, right? Exactly. I, I'm i the king of dorks. I really am. You have a title? Oh, wow. Do you get a newsletter? You have a shoulder patch, a special hat, a uniform, everything, a vest? You know, I, I don't have a uniform. Um, yeah, that's a good thing. You could sell merchandise, dork merchandise. I, I could do that. I, I could do that. It says I'm a dork. I, I could do that. Well, it's, I want a commission now because it was my idea. Well, okay. Okay. Um, Thirty-five percent would be a good one. I was just, I was just saying, I'll double your pay. <laughs> you go right ahead. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll triple your pay. How's that? I'll give you a bonus. 
Best deal I've had all day. Okay, there you go. Would you like to hear a song? I would love to hear a song. All right. This is a brand new one. Just got it in my grubby little hands today. Um, his name well, it's is. Not a dirty song, is it? You no. said grubby little hands. No, no, no. It, no, no. It's not dirty. Um, okay. The artist is Sammy Chaffee. Okay, that's a new one on me. The, well, this was a new one on me, too. And the name of the song is Extraordinary World. You'll give it a listen. You'll let me know what you think. And you are tuned into the two dorks. And we definitely are dorks. If you feel you're all alone, then you're not at all alone. It's really only ordinary, extraordinary world. You'd like to be someone before you disappear. It's really only ordinary, extraordinary world. What's the price we have to pay To live another day It's all become so complicated We lost in lonely souls And all that I am And all that I ever was Was never good enough Good enough for you
Digby, Texas Dancehall Girl, and Sammy Chuffy, Extraordinary World. And hey, you are tuned into the two dorks. That would be me, Black Dog, and. Hey, <laughs> I had to look to see. You know, it's you been a long day. It's been a long day, okay? <laughs> really, it, it's been a long day. So be nice to me. I'm trying my best. It does not come naturally. Be nice to me. Otherwise, if you're not nice to me, I'm going to cut your pay in half. I, I knew you would say that. Please don't cut my pay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'll cut your pay in half. <laughs> so, we have got, at 9 o'clock, we have got Becky Denton will be our victim, our guest. And, um... See, we'll be talking to her about her music and her career. I, I was typing something, and I'm not Amber Dextus. I can't do two things at the same time. Oh, my goodness. What? 
I can't. Well, well you know what? There's something about multitasking and the left brain as opposed to using both sides of the brain. You know what I mean? I'm lucky I can do part. Of the brains and men use only one. So it's hard to be epidextrous and it's hard to multitask for men. I'm lucky I can use half of my brain. <laughs> I feel that way some days, like today also. I'm I'm really lucky that I can use half of my brain on a good day. <laughs> but you know your cars. I do know my cars. Yes, I do. And I know music. Let's see. You know, that kind of reminds me. Did you ever see did you ever see the movie Once Upon a Time in the West? A long, long, long time ago. I remember nothing about it. Huh? No, come on. You remember nothing about it. I don't. I don't remember anything. See, my brain is so filled with knowledge that I have to, you know, remove some of it from time to time to make room for more. Okay, well, might I suggest you get rid of recipes and stuff like that to get rid of it so you I can fill that. I quit cooking a long time ago. I've well, been kitchen strike for about 10 years. You know, Once Upon a Time in the West, probably the greatest Western ever made. And it had Charles Bronson, Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda, I think that was the first only movie he ever played, he was ever in, where he played a bad guy. And, um, oh, it was, it was good. Uh, Jason Robards was in it. And Claudia Cardedine was in it. And, I'll just pull it off in it and rewatch it. Well, you know, the funny thing is with Claudia... She was the she was the female lead in the movie, and they filmed the movie in Italy, which is why they called them spaghetti westerns. Spaghetti westerns, correct. Um, but she did not. By the music too, usually. Well, she did not speak English. Is that right? Did they yeah. dub it in? They dubbed in somebody else. Somebody else was talking for her because she didn't speak a lick of English. And the mouth didn't match the words. That's always cool to watch. It, it came pretty close. It came it came pretty close. I mean, you really have to watch to see that it wasn't her talking. And now you've piqued my curiosity. So when I go to bed tonight, when the sun's coming up, I'll go over to Roku or somewhere Netflix, and I'll pull it up and watch it again. A great movie. Great, great movie. But, you know, I, I bring that up because you had mentioned something, and I completely forgot what you had mentioned, but... Um, there was one scene when Charles Bronson says to Jason Robards, well, you can count all the way up to six. And Jason Robard takes his gun and spins the barrel, you know, spins it mm -hmm. and says all the way up to six if I have to. Count all the way up to, I missed something, Phil. Oh, it it was it was funny. It was it was fun. You got to watch the movie. And hey, Jerry Hello. Lee is in the chat room right now. So hi, Jerry. How in the heck are you? You know, Jerry's in California. So oh, he's really? he is he's well, listening. Hi, Jerry. He's listening. And I want to know who Goober is. I'm just on the, on the chat. Hey, Goober, is that you, Phil? <laughs> I I assume it is. Yes. Um, <laughs> But, I love it. So, but no, there, there's a lot of good movies out there. So what's your, what's your favorite movie? Mine? Uh-huh. Do you know my all-time favorite movie is one called Enemy Mine? 
Enemy Mind. That was Schwarzenegger. No, no, no. It was uh, Dennis Quaid and Lou Gossett Jr. And his uh, spaceship crashed on this planet. And the Drax had been their mortal enemies. And then suddenly he and another fellow who was a reptilian creature from whatever the name of that planet was crashed at the same time. And and they had to learn to get along, to learn to speak to each other. Oh, I saw that movie. That, that was a good movie. Not as good as Blackboard Jungle. Blackboard Jungle was excellent. Do you know that that movie made history when it came out? Did it really? It, it really did, yes. Um, why? why? Well, I, I'm going to tell you. You can Google this, and, and you'll see that I'm correct. I'm, I'm not just making this up. Um, movie came out in 1955, and it was the very first movie that ever had a rock and roll theme song to open the movie. Right, okay. Rock Around the Clock by Bill Haley and his comments. Right. And and, that's, is that what made it? Because it was the first movie to ever have a rock and roll song in it. And did you know when that movie came out, did you know that the movie theaters in New York would not show that movie because they were afraid that the teenagers were going to riot and destroy the theaters? Oh, my gosh. That reminds me of the uh, Elvis Presley syndrome. Only show him from the waist up. He's being disgusting. Yeah, well, you know, <coughs> but to stop and think that in 1955, they were they afraid. They Cardi B yet, had they? Oh, God. <laughs> but, you know, when they showed that movie in 1955 in New York, they had armed policemen inside the theater to make sure that there were no riots. Oh, my goodness, that's ridiculous. Well, I'll... I'll Four times have changed, haven't they? I'll give you something even better. When my dad was in high school back in the 30s, the high school he went to, it was a really rough high school, they did not have cheerleaders. Really? Now, ask me why they did not have cheerleaders. What a shame. Well, ask me why. I say, why why didn't they have cheerleaders? Why didn't they have cheerleaders? Because they were afraid that the cheerleaders would get raped. Are you serious? I kid you not, and this was in the 30s. Oh, my. You know what I thought you were going to say? The cheerleaders were a distraction for the team. No. No, no. No, no. They were That's amazing. They were afraid. Well, times have changed, haven't they? Yeah, they've, they've I changed. I remember when I was in junior high school. And my mother made a lot of my clothes, and she would always measure my skirts to just below my knee. And I would tell her, hey, all the other girls are wearing their dresses just above the knee. She said, well, you're not. Well. Hi, Greg White's Doc. How are you doing? Do you know Greg? No, I don't, but I do now. Greg. Greg is a great guy. He lives out in California also. We've got... We've got two Californians on the line oh, with us, and awesome. he is in the, well, besides being um, an independent singer, he is also oh, in Love the band. Indie artists. Well, he's I'm also, one of those myself. He's also in the band Three Days in the Grave. Cool, cool. Well, you know what? We have North Georgia, which is just a little bit south of the Tennessee, Carolinas area, and we've got Alabama, and we've got California represented. All we need now is somebody from Chicago. Where's Dick Beyonce when you need him? 
Dippy probably doesn't even know what planet he's on right now. Aw, well, I'm not far from that stage, so that's okay. Is he Jerry? He was the coolest, coolest, as you know, the coolest DJ in the 60s ever to hit the planet, short of maybe Wolfman Jack. I agree. Just a close second, if, if that. I agree. You know, Jerry, Jerry Lee said <coughs> that it's un-American to not have cheerleaders. Um, things really don't, things really haven't changed that much. <laughs> really? But you know what, we're going to, would you like to hear a couple of more songs? I absolutely would love to. What are um, we playing? What are we playing? We're, we're playing music. That's a good thing if you're going to have song songs. <laughs> Clinton Wade Sturgeon, Time for a Fool. I think that's it. Yeah, Time, time cool for title. a Fool. Yes, I can read my own writing. That must have been written for recent days. <laughs> Give it a listen. <laughs> and you're tuned into the two dorks. It's time for a fool. You've lost that love again. So you come back to me. I'll take you in I play a fool Someone you come to And here you come back again It's time for a start all over to be fooled again but who's fooling who I know all about you and here you come back again it's time for
I love that song. I'm willing I'm willing to bet that you think that she is from Texas. Her name is Caitlin May. Name of the song is The Dream. And she is Welsh. <laughs> and she has got the thickest Welsh accent you can imagine. And it it really is. And before that, Clinton Wade Sturgeon, I'm a are for a fool. For a fool. Not I'm a fool. For a furl. For a furl. For a furl. For a furl. For a Okay. I'm a dork, okay? Really, I am. I'm a, I'm a dork. Uh, let's That's acceptable on the show. You what? That's acceptable on this show. It, it really is. It, it really is acceptable. See, I can say big words. <laughs> I really can. So, hey, I want to welcome Bob into the chat room. Hi, Bob. How in the heck are you? So, how's the weather out by everybody? We had bad storms yesterday. 
Well, I want to know where Bob and, and all these other people who are from California are from. Well, now we've got Alabama, Georgia, and California represented, so who else do we have represented? Well, no, Bob isn't from California. Um, Bob doesn't live in California. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, see, so we've got people all over. And, you know, sometimes we have people from the UK all the way on the other side of the big pond. Cool. I, I know. Is, isn't that cool? So. Um, no, we had bad storms yesterday. And I, I was telling you that when the weather is bad, I go over to the station to ride out the storm. <laughs> I, I, I leave the dogs at home. I figure they could fend for themselves if the house gets scared blown away. You're a scared cat. I, I am. I, I am. I will go to the station. And if it's really bad, I'll just go under the stairway. And I'll, you know, my mother used to put us under the bed when it would get stormy or rainy. And do you know what? Under the bed, it was a little bit dusty because you didn't sweep under there all the time. And she read the Bible, of course, and she talked about when you die, you go back to the dust from whence you came. And I was petrified of storms because Mama would put us under the bed with all those dead people. Oh, God. I'm serious. Well, I go under the stairway. I bring a chair with me. And um, <laughs> I bring a chair with me, and I just sit down underneath the stairway. There, there's an outlet over there, so I can plug into the outlet so I can just keep watching my phone. And then I just, I obsess, and I just watch the weather. You know, I, I watch AccuWeather and just look at the radar and see what's going on, where it's coming. And then as soon as I think it's passed, I grab my chair, I walk out into the parking lot, and I go home. Well, what can, what can I say? You know, I, do, I do don't... Do you see where the, these guys are saying they're from? Bob's from Pakistan, and Jerry Lee Willis is from Eurasia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure they're being truthful about that. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. 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 Yes, yes they I are. I can see it in the names. They're just such Pakistani and Eurasian names. They, they are. They are. Um... You know, but when I was in Chicago, the storms never bothered me. True story. I I pulled over to the side of the road one day to let a tornado go past me. It was. I I would I was being very nice to it. But you're that kind of guy. I I really am. Uh, the car was bouncing up and down <laughs> as it went past me, and I'm I'm just sitting in the car, just like oh, this is cool. You know, cars rocking back and forth, can't see anything, and, um... How old were you when that happened? Oh, God, it wasn't that long ago. I, I want to say maybe... I was going to say your brain hadn't developed, but I guess I'll have to unthink that. Um, well, let's see, I had I had the solstice, so it had to have been, I don't know, 20, 2009, 2010? Mm. Well, I'll pray for you. <laughs> But no, it was really weird because after the storm passed, all of a sudden I look and there's trees and there's everything laying all over the road. And it took me what normally would be a 20 minute drive to get home. It took me like three hours to get home because there were trees everywhere. There was no power. And yeah, all of a sudden I'm 
and I'm looking around and I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. And one of my friends, a tree went through his, the tree went through his wall in his living room. And I'm like, cool. So um, I got home. And I I didn't know what to expect because we have we had a whole bunch of pine trees in the backyard, and the way the wind was blowing, <laughs> those pine trees should have come down in our house. Never well, touched. They should have, you know, they they don't really have a great root system. They have these tap roots, and they they fall down pretty easily. Well, never touched our neighborhood. We never lost power. That's great. You know, a lot of my my hometown area near Montgomery, Alabama, is still out of power from. Earlier this afternoon, at least, it was still out of power. And our lights flickered for just one second, and that was it. And we never lost power here, even though there were some really high winds and that sort of thing. But we did not lose power. Knock wood. Knock wood. I'm knocking wood. Right on top of my head. I I, I was knocking wood. I know. So, we let us, shall we let us, shall, shall ha ha ho. Shall we play a song? Would you like to hear a song? All righty, here we go. This is Hardwick Circus. I'll I'll tell you the name of the song. Let's make new mistakes. I'm all for it. You know what? They said it was going to be really awful. Awful, and my uh, answer to that was, well, when when do we go, and how do I get there? Well, let's give it. Let's give this a listen, shall we? You're tuned into the Two Dorks. Black dog and Lay your head next to mine. I'm trying. Yes, I'm trying. Speak slow, don't talk so fast. Let's make it last Let's make it last I might not be everything you want me to be Open up your eyes, you will see Come tomorrow, it's a brand new day Let's go, honey, let's make new mistakes Move your lips next to mine I'm trying
everything you want me to be. Open up your eyes, you will see. Come tomorrow, it's a brand new day. Let's go, honey, let's make a new stage. We can crash the car into the sea. Pull out of the house for you and me. Quit our jobs and run away. Let's go, let's make you stay. Stop.
Jenny Angel, move on. And before that was Hardwick Circus. And the name of the song was Let's Make New Mistakes. And <laughs> I, I always make mistakes. I make new mistakes. I make old mistakes. I make all sorts of mistakes. New, old, it doesn't matter. I make all these mistakes. And um, as long as you do your fair share in making mistakes, that's all that counts. I, I, I do my fair share in making mistakes. Yes, I really do. Um, and I, if I don't do it well the first time, I always make sure I do it better the second time. <laughs> well, I do. I do. You know, they say you should learn from your mistakes. I don't. But <laughs> they say you should. Uh, I don't, but do you learn from your mistakes? You laughed, which means that you learned from your mistakes the same way I learned from my mistakes, which is... Without a doubt. Yeah, which, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, see, look, Bob was in a local clothing commercial and was on the Bozo the Clown Show. You didn't have the same Bozo that we had, did you, Bob? We had Frazier Thomas. And I remember that show. Um, I love Bozo. You know, the one show I never liked, the one show that always creeped me out when I was younger, was Captain Kangaroo. Oh, man. There were parts of that that were okay. But even when I was a little kid, it, it just was, I don't know, it was hard to tolerate Captain Kangaroo. But he was a really good guy if you read his history. Yeah, but the, Mr. Green Jeans, he looked like the perfect pedophile, didn't he? I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. The, the guy was just the guy was just creepy. I couldn't watch that show. I was a little kid and I was creeped out by Mr. Green Jeans. Well, you're much too young, I'm sure, to remember because you're such a kid. But I used to watch Howdy Doody. I watched and Howdy Doody. Was the clown and Howdy Doody? Of course, there was uh, uh, Bob. Uh, what was his name? Captain Bob or, or whatever it was, dressed in a little western outfit, and he was the MC of the show. Yes. and he was a cool guy. And Clarabelle never spoke. He just speaks his little horn. Clarabelle was, was like... The, um, the peanut gallery, all the kids loved it, and that, that was all that mattered. I always liked that show. The other show that I always liked that I'm sure you didn't know because I think it was just a Chicago show, was Ray Rayner. He was on the same time as Captain Kangaroo. And no, Ray Rayner... Well, Ray, he was on Channel 9, and Ray Rayner used to wear this jumpsuit, and he had all these cartoons pinned to his jumpsuit so he would take off he would take off you know one of those sticky note things and say okay here's the next song we're playing our next next cartoon we're playing and he had clarabelle the duck oh my goodness clarabelle the duck yeah and okay. oh that duck was <laughs> they got infringement there i'm sure they got into a lot of trouble one time because they used to bring a new duck every day and they would leave the duck out in front of the studio. So when um, Ray Rayner would come to the studio, there was the duck, and he would bring it inside. And No, it wasn't Clarabelle. It was, um, what the hell was the duck's name? Um, Chester? I, I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. But um, there was a cold snap. And <laughs> true story. I, I kid you not. True story. Um, 
Ray Rayner got to the station and the duck was in it. The duck was in a cage waiting for him and it was so cold out the duck froze to death. No. I, I kid you not. I kid you not. So this is a true story. You can look it up. I swear you can look it up and you can you can see that. Um the duck was dead. <laughs> they didn't oh, have they didn't okay. have time. Well, they, they didn't have time to get another duck. So they took the duck. <laughs> this is really morbid. But they took the duck and they nailed him to a board. Oh, <laughs> so no. that he would be standing. <laughs> well, he was oh. dead. So, I mean, if you put him anywhere, he'd just flop over. So he was dead. So they nailed him to a board. <laughs> Well, it's, you know that that's that's what happened back in the day, you know. Yeah, it was life. They, I mean, they didn't show him nailing the duck to a board, but yeah, yeah. yeah today, if they did something like that, um, who remembers Fury? I. I have no idea what Fury is. You don't remember Fury. You probably don't remember the Rifleman with, uh, uh, what's his face? McCain, I think was his name. Oh, the Rifleman? Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Crawford just died last yeah. week. Yeah. I, pl I played John a tribute to him. I loved the Rifleman. I loved Chuck Connor was the Ri Chuck Connor. I even liked Lassie. Well, Chuck Connor was the Rifleman. Yes, yes. God, that was a great show. That and Gunsmoke. Well, it was a good family show. Well, did you know that Gunsmoke started out as a radio show before it went to TV? Yes. And you know, my mom and dad used to listen to the radio at night, and they would have all sorts of things on there, and they would, we'd go to bed about 8 or 8.30, and they would have that radio doing the the, little, the shadow and all, all sorts of little programs. Well, you know, when they made the switch to TV, and it was still on, you know, radio and on TV, they asked this little kid which he liked better. Did he like watching it on TV or listening to it on the radio? And the kid said, I like the radio because the picture's better. Because hmm. you used to have to use your imagination. Well, now that makes a good point, and we, we're missing that lately. I know. Well, you, you had to use your imagination, and... Um, is and he, they had the coconuts that they would clomp the clomp for the horses' hooves and all that. Yep. I never heard of Branded. I've, I've oh, Branded was a western. It was a series. I never heard of it. It was a it. very, very good show. I, I never heard of it. I'll tell you what I heard. I'll, you know what show I always loved? I always loved Combat with Vic Morrow and Rick Jason. Combat was good. Oh, combat was great. I love Vic Morrow. He was so good, and that show was that show was great. And when I was a kid, I you know they they had toy guns from combat, and I had all three guns. They Can you uh, imagine now the the rhetoric that it would bring up if you started selling toy guns? Oh my God! And these guns, they had a BAR, um, a rifle, and a Luger. And wow. <laughs> these things, oh, wait, you you haven't heard the best part. The best part was the bullets 
in these oh. guns because really? it was a casing, there was a spring, and then there was the bullet. And so it was it was three parts. And it was hard plastic, and it was round, but it didn't take a genius to figure out how to file it down to make a point. Oh, no, and kids could really shoot those things? Hell yes, and they sold, you could go to the store and you could buy oversized springs. Oh, my gosh. Those those things were nasty. You'd shoot it, you'd make a point, and you put an oversized spring in there, and you would shoot it at a wall, and it would stick into the wall. And so my oh. friends and I... Oh. My friends and I, we we all had the guns. I had the BAR and the Luger, and um, it had massive clip. And we used to play war. And you go home at the end of the day, and you would have freaking welts all over you from getting shot. And I'm I mean, it, it was only welts. It's a wonder it didn't really break the skin. And oh, it oh it did it did i mean you'd have freaking blood dripping all over you i mean it wasn't like it went you know it went inches into you but it was enough to stick in you and when you well, pulled so it out it drew blood guns at each other bb guns all kinds of stuff oh no we never we never did that but i mean these these were toys and my dad bought me the whole set could you imagine that today <laughs> well yeah i can oh god I could not, I mean, nowadays you can't even bring a cap gun to school. Remember slingshots? Oh, yeah. You don't have slingshots anymore? I, I do remember slingshots. Pin poppers in junior high school. Oh, my gosh. Made of bobby pins. Now that would raise a wilt. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what we're going to do? Because I am going to call Becky Denton. So how about while I'm calling her? Hi, hang on one second, Becky. We are going to play Cliff Bernard. This is a brand new one I just got. It's called Daddy's Journey. Give it a listen. You're really, you're going to like this song. I guarantee it. It's going to bring a tear to your eye. The two, okay. the two dorks, Black Dog and Alicia. She's the newest dork. And when we come back, we're going to have our third dork with us, Becky Denton. Don't go away. We came home from the doctor Diagnosis wasn't good Stage four's all I remember You were scared by right you should You sat there in your chair that day I held your hand, we cried There were tears of pain and anger I couldn't leave your side we knew it'd be a journey that we'd all have to ride. Four long years you fought the fight with mama by your side. There were many nights of restless pain, but there were also days of joy. There were ups and downs through those four years till the good Lord came to call. Attitude was everything You can just lay down and die Or you can fight this evil cancer Along with God as your guide There are those that win the battle But yours was not to be I was angry with the Lord But I just couldn't see Said you had unfinished business, but the good Lord let you know. 
There's nothing on this earth that needs you so. The chemo knocked you down again, but you wouldn't let it show. There were baby steps that you took, so we wouldn't know. There were many nights of restless pain, but there were also days of joy. Till the good Lord came to call The pain suffered at the end Was hard for us to watch When the time came for you to go We were sad and felt the loss No more suffering No more pain Tears from my eyes felt like The good Lord knows what he's doing after all You're now with the Father, Dad So I'll see you again With tears of joy I love you, Dad You're born And that was Cliff Bernard, Daddy's Journey. And you are tuned into the two dorks. It's me, Black Dog, and Alicia. And we have got our third dork with us tonight, Becky Denton. Hi, Becky. Hey, Bill. How's it going? I'm good. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming on again. You know, a, a lot of times when people, when I have them on one time, uh, they never come back. I, I don't know why, but they, they yeah. just never come back again. They're like, uh, you know what? That day I've got to clean my sock drawer. And when I tell them I didn't give you a date, oh, when when were you thinking? And I tell them, oh, no, 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 I'll be out of town. And I'm like, when are you going to be back? Uh, when, when's the next time you want me? And I'll tell them, like, I won't be back yet. Yeah. So. Well, I, I am uh, happy to connect with your audience. So thank you again. And we're so happy to have you. Thank I'm you, Alicia. I'm interested in hearing about your music. Well, thank you. Um, I've been, we've been staying very busy and we're working on, I feel, I think the last time I spoke with you, we were 
talking about Love Don't Care, my latest single. So we're still, you know, working that. And it's getting some airplay abroad, which we're really, you know, excited about. And it's getting a place because Sound Exchange plays the, plays the artist in, uh, in addition to the writer. Well, hey, how about that? That's not the case in the U.S. So, hey, the, the overseas market is the way to go from a financial standpoint. Well, that's great. I it's hard for me to keep up with every single thing, and especially that. But I'm glad, I'm glad to know that, Alicia. <laughs> that um, is, if you can if you can get it all reported back as it's supposed to be, you, then you can make something up of it. But the, the trick is getting it reported back. <laughs> right, right. Well, um, I, I think at this stage, I just want to get my music out there and just, you know, put my name next to my next song title and, and just let, sure. you know, bring, bring more awareness to, to my music. So, um, but yeah, we're working that single and uh, we're, we're doing shows um, online and also, you know, live shows and uh just you know, there aren't enough hours in the day. Um I'm sorry, Alicia, could you repeat said, that? Like, are the live venues opening up there in Missouri for you? Yes, ma'am. So that's great. Uh, yes. A lot of the venues it are well, they're outside for, you know, my my calendar year for this, you know, for my um, for 2021. So that's really great. Um, there yeah. are some uh, venues. It, it just depends on what city you live in, really, or what city you're going to, because everybody has, it seems that just everyone has maybe a different set of rules, um, you know, city by city. But uh, a lot of, like I said, our, our gigs are primarily outdoor. So uh, it just really hasn't been too big of an issue. And, um, we have some shows in Missouri, we have some in Tennessee, and we have some dates in Pensacola, Florida. So for for your listeners who maybe live in that, you know, any of those areas, I, you know, we'd love to, uh, you know, connect more, um, you know, with folks during our live shows. So if you go to my website, BeckyDenton.com, click on the Shows tab. And that should, you know, tell you, you know, where we'll be playing. I, and I have show dates, you know, now through the, I think, November, maybe. Wow. Um, Are you going to be in Nashville during the summer at any point? Uh, yes, I will. I don't have um, too many summer shows scheduled on my website yet. We do have one next Wednesday night, May 12th, at Belcourt Taps in Nashville. And then I have a writer's night in uh, at the Commodore excuse me, the Commodore Lounge on June 7th, and that's in Nashville. That's, that's by Vanderbilt University. Okay. And, uh, that, so that venue I've played at for many years, and I, I was on a hiatus, but I the lady who hosts that writer's night, Debbie Champion, she, she uh, you know, welcomed me back, so that was nice. And uh, But I am hoping to uh, get some more Nashville shows booked this year. I just... Uh, it, 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 it's on my to-do list to, you know, continue to work that, that, that area. So, well, yeah. I'll be there all summer long, and I hope I can catch one of your shows. I, oh, my God. Yay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be up in Nashville the weekend of June 11th and 12th. I won't be. Actually, I won't be in Nashville. Yeah, I will be. We can all get together and have coffee. I'll be in Lafayette. Yeah. 
Tennessee. Okay. okay. Uh, June 11th and 12th, I will we'll be in Pensacola um, doing a couple dates there. So I'm sorry. I won't can't, get to have coffee with you, Phil. <laughs> can't you change your schedule just for me? I mean, you, you, you won't change your schedule just for me? I mean, you won't call them up and say, hey, uh, somebody I know is going to be up in Tennessee that weekend. So can we do it another weekend? Um, you know, it's it, it's really this is tough. This is a tough decision. <laughs> I might I might just have to call, I might have to put you on speakerphone that day or something. I don't know. Well, God. Pensacola, they're on a Tuesday unless they change the dates. The Blue Angels do their practice flights and they come over Pensacola. And hopefully, you'll get to watch them. They're fascinating. Yes. Uh, tell me again what day it is. What day do they fly through? Well, you can check their schedule, but uh, I know last year it was on every Tuesday when they did their practice flights. Okay. Well, cool. when we, yeah, last year we, we got settled in, um, you know, in Pensacola. We played at a place called Crabs on the Beach, and mm -hmm. uh, came up to me and told me about the Blue Angels and, um, you know, that they, to, to look for them. So I wasn't sure what day, day of the week it was, but yeah, that is, it's so cool. Yes, they're, they're amazing to watch. But I want to hear more about your music and I'm looking forward to hearing your songs too. Well, well thank you. Um, so you like your I, songs, correct? Yes, I do. So, um, the, album that I released in late 2019, I wrote all but one of the songs, and uh, it, I did co-write, um, and I have, when I first started writing, I wrote, you know, some songs by myself, and I would like to do that again. It's just hard to find time to get everything done, but uh, I did write uh, by myself last week, um, and then, but I do a lot of co-writes um, these days, and uh you know, the, the the song that we're about to release was a co-write with my husband, Will, and then uh, Bill White, he's a friend of ours, and he's from Missouri, but he's been in Nashville for many years, and uh, so he, he's he's really great to work with, and his name is Bill White, and he's actually, uh, he has a career, he's had a past career in radio, so I believe he made the the dj hall of fame uh i'd have to look at exactly what uh his award was but um he he also writes jingles um for for different you know radio programs i think and um but he's he's a, a you know a great a great human and uh <laughs> but he's he's super talented and i i enjoy writing with him but um we wrote I Love Dolly together, which was on my album, and we wrote Two Bags, One Beach, which um, got, you know, some airplay in the trap rock world. We wrote uh, Take Me Back to Tybee, and that was actually my first number one in the in uh, the trap rock station, Radio A1A. They um, have this weekly, you probably know about it, um, but they have a weekly, uh, you know, Top 40, Trop 40 is right. what they call it. And uh, one of my songs off of my album, Take Me Back to Tyvee, which I wrote with uh, Bill and my husband, Will, uh, that made it to, it made it number one for, for a week. Very yeah. cool. I know, hey. I've, I've been to Tybee Island. Oh, isn't it? I love it there. 
So we've mm-hmm. all been there. Hey, any of you guys, Jerry or Greg or Bob, any of you guys ever been to Tybee Island? Um, I there? love it. I love the lighthouse. And I'll tell you, we were there, and my husband wanted to go back to the room. And I was watching this guy on the pier fishing, and he had hung into something really, really big. And I said, I'm going to stay here and watch him pull this in. And he worked with that thing all night long, and he finally determined it had to be a stingray because of the way it was acting. He finally got it at daybreak up on the beach, and it was, I don't know the, the kind, but it was some variety of stingray. And honestly, it was big enough to have stretched across the back of a bit of a pickup truck. And, of course, it, as soon as it hit the sand, it popped that hook, and it got back out into the water, and I was so glad. I was going to um, say he was fighting, and he pulled he pulled it out of the water, and there was an old boot filled with water. No, it was and, a huge, yeah. huge I've never seen anything like it in my life. It was enormous. Oh, that's so cool. I'm glad you got to see that. It was great. There's some great places for music there on Tybee Island, and it's just such a quaint little area. It's beautiful. I love yes, it. And it, it's just so nice because, you know, especially in July, mm-hmm. it, oh, it it's great because, you know, the humidity is only like 180%. And, <laughs> right. you know, it's 100 degrees outside. The humidity is 180%. There's no breeze. So you step outside and you just start, you start sweating. It's like you took a shower the second you walk out. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it's wonderful. It, it really is. Remind me never to go back there in the dead of summer. Yeah, I, I'm glad you liked it. Did I ever tell you the time I went to Louisiana in October, and I was in northern part of Louisiana, and I stepped out of my, I stepped out of the hotel, and I put my feet in the parking lot, and my feet stuck to the asphalt because it was like 150 degrees, and I was looking at people, and I say, "Does Satan come here? You know, to for the steam room? Is is that where he comes when he wants to leave hell to go where it's hotter? Because I'll tell you what, and this was in October." And I'm thinking, wow. Yeah, and I'm thinking, if it's this hot in October, I can imagine what it's like in July and August. I mean, it's got to yeah. you got to die the second you walk out the door. So, well, I tell you what, I spent a summer just outside New Orleans with some friends of mine and sang my way through while I was there. And I said I would never live there because they have mosquitoes the size of jet planes. They say they're their national bird, and I believe it. Oh, they're big. <laughs> You know, they also, you know what else they have in New Orleans? What's that? They have termites. Really bad termites. And if you looked at a lot of those buildings, they're kind of falling down and they're leaning up against other buildings because the termites have eaten everything. And, you know, the only thing holding the building up is spitting a prayer. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going inside there. (laughs) Uh, You know, the worst thing I encountered in that area I, I never acquired a taste for Cajun cuisine. I just didn't. Uh, everybody else was on, you know, the, the, sh- the shrimp and the crawfish and all that, and I couldn't do it. And the friends of mine that I was living with while I was there cooked everything with Tony Satchery seasoning, which is a Cajun seasoning. And okay. I would sneak canned goods and things like that into my room, and at night when they would go to bed, I would go in there and make soup and sandwiches. And suddenly one day I saw Burger King announce that they had a new barbecue burger or something like that. I thought, well, hallelujah, something without Tony Satchery. And I went and ordered a whole big meal, and darn if it didn't have it on it. Uh, well, no way. 
Would you like to hear one of Becky's songs? Mm-hmm. Hey, and you're tuned into the two dorks. You're you've got me, Black Dog, and you've got Alicia, and we've got our honorary dork, Becky Denton. And this Yay. is this, this is her latest single, Love Don't Care. Give it a listen, and we'll be right back. Denton, Love Don't Care. That's a really pretty song. You know, we were talking over, we were talking while the song was playing. 
and um, <laughs> I was you asked me if I if I had any particular talking points, and I'm like, uh, yeah, because I I really have I really have a format. I, I write everything down. <laughs> um, you know my my program director when I was working at the radio station. The one I got fired from. I got a steak dinner out of the deal, though, so I, I was happy about that. My other DJ friends were very jealous because they all got fired. They never got steak dinners. I was the only one. So hey, there you go. <laughs> I, I got a steak dinner, but they always used to get mad at me because, you know, they said, you've got a clock. And I said, I got a watch, too. And they said, no, but you've got a clock and you're supposed to follow that clock. And I said, I don't like doing that. And they said, well, you know, the computer picks the songs for you to play. And I'm like, oh, the computer doesn't know what I want to play. Because I, I would just delete everything that was in there and I would replace it with what I wanted to play. Yeah. Uh, like I am. <laughs> they, would, they would say, well, you know, you, you got to get the news and you got to get the weather and the traffic. And I'm like, I get that in. And they're like, no, you're supposed to get it in every 10 minutes. And I'm like, well, there's no way that's happening. I said, I get it in once during the show. And they're like, it's a two hour show. And it's in the morning. You're doing morning drive. You got to get it in every 10 minutes. I'm like, if I do that every 10 minutes, I'm not going to have a show. And they're like, fine, wow. do it every 20 minutes. I said, how about if I do it every half hour? And they said, fine, do it every half hour. And I tried doing that and it, it didn't work real well. And it ended up going to about 45 minutes and then to an hour. And they're like, you know, this isn't working. I'm like, I know. Would you just leave me alone and let me do what I want to do? So apparently that was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> well, so you 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 created your own show. It looks like. <laughs> I, I did well. You know they they kept me around because um, I'm still there on Saturday nights doing my sock hop, and oh. I still go over there. I produce shows over there, which hey, uh, very good. They obviously like me for something. I I don't know for what, but. Um, You're very personable still. You really are. And I won't tell you that but once, so don't repeat it. <laughs> It'll go to my head if I if somebody tells absolutely, me that more absolutely. than once. Well, Becky thinks I'm talented. Oh, well, I, I appreciate you <laughs> having me on your show. <laughs> She'll say anything. I, I appreciate you being on my show. I hate you, but I appreciate you being on my show. <laughs> Hey, you're you're really good at following up. I will. I I commend you for that. So, Bill is a good guy. I'm just kidding. He is a really good guy. Yes. Well, Becky, let me ask you. Um, are you? Did I lose you? And I just we just lost Becky. So let me. Let, oh no. Oh oh yes. Maybe she'll call back in or you can call her. Well, let me let me work on getting her back. This is live radio, just so you know. See, this, this is why some people tell me. I'm so sorry, Phil. That, that's okay. You know, or some people tell me, you should tape your show so in case stuff like that happens, nobody will hear it. And I'm like, yeah, but that's the whole fun of doing it live. Yeah, yeah that's well, when you forget you turn, turn turn on your microphone the first ten minutes of the show, right? Uh, uh, yeah. So I, here's what happened. Um, my husband Will, uh, he's out of town, and I did tell him that I had an interview tonight, uh, but I guess his time zone is uh, two hours ahead of you all, y'all, and y'all. Uh, 
y'all. And so he just FaceTimed me and I tried to actually, I, I, I already told him I was in the interview when he texted me, but I guess it didn't go through because he tried to FaceTime me and um, I, I tried to click on in the call. And, uh, but anyway, it, I, I ended both calls. So sorry. Oh, that, that's okay. <laughs> Counts. We got you back. Did you tell your husband that you were busy talking to another guy? I did. I, well, I said, <laughs> did. Did you say I can't talk to you, honey? I'm I'm talking to a guy right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking to Phil. Who's Phil? <laughs> no, um, but um, Bill and Lisa. So yes, he is. Uh, yeah. He said he already apologized. He said, "Shoot, sorry." So yeah. And so I'll, I'll be getting a knock on my door one night. A very it, angry, upset husband knocking on my door saying, where are you? <laughs> I'll be like, I, I'm here behind the door. I'm not opening it. So, yeah, nah. Um, Will, you're going to play Bill. Uh, Bill, listen Bill? Bill. My son's name, Bill. Uh, Bill, okay, Jody. I'm going to play a Becky's, and, and I want to hear Becky's backstory on that song. Oh, okay, Jody. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> well, you called me Bill. I'll call you Jody. Well, we need code names anyway, in case we do anything wrong, we don't get identified. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what, what song we are going to play. Yes. Well, do are you asking me, Phil? Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just taking a wild stab in the dark. If anybody knows what the next song I'm going to play, I want to see if you know people are psychic. If they uh, if they can tell if they can read my mind because I yeah, can't read my mind. Loss. If you said it, I don't remember. So you say it again. Well, I, I'm gonna. I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. You're tuning in the two darks. It's me, Black Dog, and me, Alicia. Alicia, and we are talking with Becky Denton tonight about her music and her career and. A dancing song. And when we come back, we're going to find out about what her motivation, what she was thinking when she wrote that song. Oh, thank you, Phil.
Won't you take me right now with the lights down low? The music's hot, come on and hold me close and keep my head spinning. That was Becky Denton, a dancing song. I really like that song. That that's a good Me song. Me too. So tell well, us what were you? What was going through your head when <laughs> I, I I didn't mean it like that? But uh, what what was your inspiration when you wrote that it, song? Well, yeah, no, it's all good. Um, so the lyrics are if you listen to them uh you know this this woman is just basically you know she's tired of of you know doing the same routine um two-stepping her way through life and um working so hard um making trying to make things work and when life gets too crazy sometimes all you need is the one you love and a good song to dance to and uh when my co-writer and i met through facetime actually we we wrote this in one day uh through facetime and uh she she knew my story and that uh will and i you know we we do we have spent a lot of time um, on the road, just going back and forth between Missouri and Tennessee. And, uh, we, we do have, you know, family responsibilities and, you know, on top of, you know, traveling and family, uh, you know, we, we're very, very passionate about our music careers and, uh, we, that's what we want to do together and we want to make, you know, a living at it. And, um, you know, it just sometimes, you know, I, I know our lives probably seem, you know, just crazy. And, um, but we, we love what we do. And, uh, uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of those lyrics, you know, came from, came from the heart in a way, because, you know, I, I, I feel like we often are just, you know, <laughs> just, you know, two-stepping through life. Um, but also Will and I really love to dance. I love to dance. And, um, It'd be fun. I'd love to make a video with Will and I, you know, with this song. So, um, just just need you know time and money. You know those things that come so easily. <laughs> time, it all it takes is time and money, and a lot more right. money than time. But um, no. Well, let me ask you a question. When you sit down to write a song, uh huh. Um, well, first of all. Do you, is it when inspiration hits you, when something just pops in your head, you say, oh, I hope this sounds good? Or do you have dedicated times during the day where you say, between five and seven, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a song? No, I am not that person. There are people who do that, and I think it's awesome. Um, My first love is singing. So, you know, my, my first thing I do, what my dedication is probably scales. I, tr- I try to do my scales, you know, as much as I can during the week. 
because that's something I'm really passionate about. I think if I were passionate about writing, I would probably get up and not be the first thing I do. But I often go to the keyboard or I do my scales on my phone because that's something that brings me you know, peace and, and joy. And, uh, but when I do have a song idea, what I do is I'll take a little journal. I have a songwriting journal and I'll just write the, the feeling or maybe the title or, or whatever the words that come to me. I put that down. Sometimes I will, I have a little voice memo, you know, app on my phone that I use and I'll sing into the phone just so I have a record of, you know, hey, here's, here's an idea, um, of what I'm, you know, what, what sparked my interest because, you know, if it hits you, I feel like you should just take the time to write it down. And I do do that. I have, I'm a very, um, you know, I write all the time as far as just notes, you know, like right now I have a little, uh, I have sticky notes on my right side and I have a, a, a clipboard and, um, you know, a notebook on my left. And, and then I have this little, uh, these notes just in like my handwriting, it, you know, it's almost illegible in some parts, but I just write everything down, you know? So I'm, I guess in that way I'm a writer, but, uh, but, uh, you know, I do have friends and they, that's some, they do write, uh, you know, probably almost every day. And I think that's great. Well, you know, I, <laughs> so you've got sticky notes everywhere and mm. you're, you're always writing. So I'm wondering if, when if your next song is going to be, yeah, it's about this DJ I know. Yeah. Give it a listen. You're going to hate it. Um, but so let, let me ask you when you're sitting around and, you know, say you're at a restaurant or you're at a bar or something and people are talking and do you overhear people's conversations and, you know, do you listen to people's conversations and say, God, that's really interesting. That would make a great song. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, sometimes I do, but not intentionally. Sometimes, you know, people just, you can't help but not hear, you know, overhear a conversation. But I don't, I don't think that happens too often. Um, you know, I, I think more, I, I, my writing is based on experiences I have or, um, just feelings I have. So I, I do, I think I've, you know, I'm sure people do that though. They'll listen in on a conversation. Um, you know, I know Dolly Parton, she's mentioned, she used to create characters from the newspaper clippings that she would read on the walls where, you know, the, the home that she grew up in and, and the newspaper, uh, clippings were, that was their wallpaper. And so she would read all that and then she would just create characters. And I think that's how Jolene, um, sort of came about. I think she saw a lady working somewhere um, behind a cash register, and she was, uh, you know, with the auburn hair and the green eyes. And um, maybe her name was Jolene. I'll have to check that. I'm not. You'll have to check that. But you know, she, just maybe somebody you see might strike you, you know, and you just create, you know, a character from them. So it's just everybody has. It, it just who knows? Who knows? You know how the. Um, you know, the pen is going to flow. Who, who knows what's going to make the pen flow? Well, let me ask you, when you sit down to write a song, do you write the lyrics first or the melody, or do you put them both together? Um, so probably oh, a, a, a little bit of everything. Um, like if I have a song idea, I, I like 
to have the idea and then usually the music comes um you know with after the song idea because the music and the mood can change depending on what you're writing about so a dancing song a dancing song for example you know that's upbeat and kind of fun and i you know so we had the title and uh my co-writer natalie um Murphy, she she brought me the song title, I think, and maybe even some of the music. So sometimes in co-write situations, people will bring you, you know, something already kind of together. But uh, I'd say to answer your question, I probably have more more often I have the you know the words started or you know, and then then the music. I can pair it with that, but I I really like melodies, pretty melodies. And if, if I sit in a, if I'm in a co-writing situation, I always feel like I'm a stronger, um, I'm stronger on the music side or like what I want to hear, what my ear wants to hear than I am on the lyrics. And, and I'm kind of like, I feel like sometimes when I'm sitting in a writing session, I'm the editor. I'm like, no, that I think we can do better than that. No, no. But then I don't come up with, I'm not the one to come up with the words. <laughs> but I'll say, I, I think this can be stronger, you know, or I, I can talk about what I want, you know, to be expressed. And there are writers out there that are just super, super talented. And um, I'm fortunate to get to write with some of them. Well, let me ask you, when you sit down to write with a co-writer, how hard is it? Because I mean, you've got you've got your ideas and what you want the song to do, and they've got their ideas. So, how hard is it? I mean, is is it harder working with some co-writers than other co-writers? Because you know, some people, I mean, egos come into play all the time, always. And how hard? So, how hard is it when you're dealing with somebody else when you're writing a song? Um, really, the I haven't run into many situations where the other person is, you know, I have to work, work around an ego. I mean, it's just songwriters are just by and large, they're just very, uh, just, just, you know, cool people that, that, uh, you know, they talk about a lot of things. And sometimes I'm, I feel like I'm a slow writer and I tell that I always throw out the disclaimer. Hey, I'm really slow. And I, Like, I mean, I'm really slow and I have to really think about what I want to say. And a lot of times, um, I think it's just a comfort level. Like, um, you know, I may be slower to respond to something because I'm afraid I don't want to say anything. I'm afraid my idea might sound be stupid, but that's not true. You know, no, I, I think it's, and I think that I've gotten more confident over the years in expressing what I really feel can make a good song. And that's been gratifying because when I first started co-writing, I I really didn't want to say as much as I do now. And now I feel like, you know what, this is, this is my song too. And I feel like I have something to bring to the table and, and, um, and the co-writers that I've, you know, been blessed to work with, they're, they're really sweet about, well, do you like that? Well, you know, what do you think, Beck? And what do you think, Becky? And so I just, I feel like, um, you know, the people I've worked with have just been real open, you know, not, I don't have to worry about ego egos or anything like that. So, well, we are going to play another one of your songs. And when we come back from it, you're going to tell us all about this song. And you're tuned into the two dorks. It's me, Black Dog and Alicia. 
and we are talking with Becky Denton tonight, and this song, I Call It Love. Thank you. It's a little hand reaching out for mom in the middle of the night And a familiar voice saying it's alright with arms open wide It's a teenage boy showing off trying to catch her eye And a teenage girl with long blonde curls feeling butterflies Denton, I call it love. And you are tuned in to 
the two dogs. I, I almost forgot what show I'm doing right now. <laughs> that, that's okay. There was, there, you know, I. Well, no, I, I do so many different shows, and I, I remember I was at the station. No, really, I, I was doing the sock hop, and I forgot what show I was doing, and I had to go through every show that I did until I finally got to the sock hop, and program director calls me up and says, um, <laughs> "Did you forget where you're at?" And I said, "Yeah." <laughs> so yeah uh, of course one one night i'm in the station and it i was the only one in the building and i i don't use headphones i like headphones because i you can't crank the volume up as loud as you want and uh -huh. so there's speakers in the studio and i got them cranked almost as loud as they'll go and so I'm glad nobody else is in the building because you could hear the music when you're coming up the stairs. So I look up and all of a sudden there's the owner of the station and he's standing there just looking at me. And I like, you almost gave me a freaking heart attack. I said, is there a reason? I said, can I help you with something? And he said, well, I heard you on the air and I just wanted to see whether you were here or whether it was a tape. And I said, oh. well, I'm here. And I said, is there anything else? And he says, no, that's it. I said, well, okay then. Bye. <laughs> and he's standing there and I'm like, is there something else? I said, because do you, do you like dead air? And he says, no. I said, well, we're about to have dead air because I have to announce the next song and you're bothering me. So I can't do that. So he says, well, I'll shut up now. I said, thank you. So he asked me, he says, do you have a book that you go by? I'm like, what are you talking about? He says, well, a book. How, how do you know what songs you're playing? I'm like, cause I know the music. I said, I've been doing the show four years. Now you're asking me this after four years? And he says, well, I was just curious. I'm like, okay. And is there anything else? And he's like, no. I'm like, okay, bye-bye then. <laughs> have, a, have a nice night. Becky, are you in the chat room? Can you see any of the messages that are sent? Uh, no, I t totally forgot about the chat room. I know Phil, what kind of, he told me about that last time, I think. I, well, but, everybody uh, loves you, and they're saying things like, great book, very cool uh, song and story, too. Um, uh, Becky didn't, I thought, love that. They love that song. Please tell Becky that? that we're loving her songs and her voice. Another one says, I'm becoming a Becky didn't fan. It's, the, the compliments go on and on. Oh, well, well please thank you. How do I get on to the chat room? Do, do I just go to the that the, that link, Phil? Yes, the, the one. Yes. To? Okay. Is is it Streamer or something? Um, or? Spreaker. Streaker. Okay. Okay. Well, well, thank you, everybody. I really appreciate it. And you know, while I'm uh, talking, saying thank you. Um, my social media sites, you know, if people want to check those out, my Instagram and Facebook handle is at Becky Denton Music. And then my YouTube channel, just look for Becky Denton with the little music note next to it. That's my artist channel. And then my website is BeckyDenton.com. And anywhere that you find digital music, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, Apple Music, you can find my music. And I also have my album for sale digitally and physically on my website beckydenton.com you know i have merchandise as well yes ma'am i have I, I have cds but i have 
some, I have a couple shirts, and then I have uh, a mug and a wooden spoon. Can I, can I, I I get the t-shirt, I get the mug, Um, but (laughs) the wooden spoon? Yes, uh, there's a quite a great story behind that. So I don't know if uh, we have time. You know, we, you we've said, got a few minutes. So yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd really love to hear the story about the wooden spoon because that's a new one on me. You know, I, I've heard koozies, you know, keychains, stuff like that. <laughs> wooden spoon is a new one. Right. Well, uh, before I tell that, I thought I would just tell the audience that um, you know, the. Just to kind of wrap up, I call it love. Thank you for the feedback. And love is indescribable. It means something different to everyone. And I wrote that song to try and capture some of the ways love has shown up in my life. And that first verse uh, was about my daughter coming to me in the middle of the night. You know, her arms stretched out and she, she had to get her back to sleep, that kind of thing. And But it just goes through different stages of love. And um, But that came from experiences, you know, through my, my personal experiences and my co-writer was Brent Rader and he's also my co-writer on my latest single Love Don't Care. Okay. I'm yeah. looking at your merchandise and it is fascinating and I love the candle, the fire and ice candle. That is such a unique, wonderful idea. Well thank you. So it's um it's so Phil do There's I have Mother's Day coming up. These guys need to get out there and buy one of these for their mother. I want to know about the spoon. Okay, okay. So I will um, let you in on the story behind the spoon. So the title of my album is Fire and Grace. Okay. And that's the, 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 I have a song out, Fire and Grace, and you can listen to it, um, you know, through my website or online. Sorry, and um, Fire and Ice, my mistake, that was a habit. That is okay. It is no problem. I mean, people have actually, you're not the first one, Miss Alicia. So it's just a matter of, you know, it's a new, if it's a new title, but it's Fire and Grace. So when my co-writer and I met to start writing on that song, we uh, discussed you know, what we wanted to write about. We both have children and, uh, just like me, she's a mom. And so the day we started writing that, we started talking about what we wanted to impart to our, our children. And when I put, started getting the album together and picking out the songs, I thought, you know, I think this really needs to be the title of my album because my mom and dad to me are a symbol of fire. My dad and grace, my mom, my dad has a lot my mom is just you know kind of the opposite of that but they both complement each other very well and I feel like they pass those traits down to me and that's what I want to pass down to my you know my daughter our children and I feel like everybody needs to have some fire and grace in their day you know you got to have fire to get out of bed you have to have grace to get you through the day and my mother, when we were growing up, she would always have her wooden spoons and she would make tea with them. And then when we would start to get, you know, ornery, she would teasingly say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to get you with my wooden spoon. And she'd chase us around the house with that, you know, with that wooden spoon in hand. And so the candle came after the wooden spoon. But the candle, I guess, is the fire and the wooden spoon is a symbol for my mother. Grace. Gotcha. That's a great I, I like that. I Thank like that. you. So now I know about this. So now I know about the spoon. And now you know what we do without Grace. I mean, I'm telling you, Grace gets us through the day. I agree. It, 
Yes, ma'am. It really, yes. And I, and you know, I, I just, I feel like I need fire, you know, a lot of times when I'm getting out of bed and then, whoo, got to have that grace. <laughs> yes, you do. Well, let me ask you, let me, let me ask you one last question. And when yeah. we close this out, we're going to close this out with your song move. And uh -huh. so what was, what is the song move? What is that about? So move, kind of. It's kind of funny that we started talking about fire and getting getting out of bed um, and getting getting through the day. But uh, at the end of the day, I I crash hard. I'm a doer. I like to be moving a lot. And my husband even, you know, says I'm a shark. He says, he's, <laughs> he teases me, he says, I'll die if I ever stop moving. And <laughs> um, but I actually I did not. For that. I really can't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of people are, you know, movers. I'm one of those. But uh, I didn't write this song. This is the one song I did not write, but okay. I love it because I, you know, I like to move. And, you know, I feel like Will is a, a really great, uh, you know, person in mind who, who he's another mover. Um, you know, he, he drove what was it like seven and a half hours um you know for our first date and uh so i i feel like you know he's he he understands uh you know he and he's 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 he can be full of energy as well so but uh yeah this that's what moves about wonderful now i love all your music and i'll tell you your merchandise is fantastic and i want all of our listeners and those guys in the chat room please go to BeckyDentonMusic.com and check out this merchandise as well as the music because Mother's Day is around the corner and if you've got a dad, Father's Day is coming up and the coffee cup's not a bad idea too. There you go. And it, thank you, Alicia. And it's and it's actually BeckyDenton.com. BeckyDenton.com is my. So used to that music being at BeckyDenton.com. I should have written it down. I'm like Phil. That's I okay. Write it down. I well, yeah okay because yeah I, I write everything down okay okay. Um, it's okay. Which, which no is problem. why there's days I'll have three interviews in one day because I write everything down. So, yeah. BeckyDenton.com. D-E-N-T-O-N. BeckyDenton.com. That's check right. Check out her music. Check out her merchandise. And it's it's amazing. And her stories are all on there. It's a great site. And Thank you. Do you have listed everywhere where you're going to be performing? Is that all on your website also? Yes, if you go to BeckyDenton.com, click on the Shows tab, and then it, it, it'll take you where you need to go. And um, I also have a new thing that I'm doing. Um, if people want to check me out online, I do stream some on Sessions Live, and, and that's on the Shows tab as well. Um, but, Alicia, I was going to tell you, my, my Facebook and Instagram handle, it, it is a little confusing because that is at Becky Denton Music. So don't worry. It's, it's, um, but that, that's my handle is at Becky Denton Music, and then my website's BeckyDenton.com. Well, let's stay in touch. I'm so fascinated, and I love your voice. Keep up the great work. Well, Becky, Thanks. I know <laughs> I speak for Alicia when I say that we wish you nothing but the best of success, and you are Absolutely. welcome on any time. Well, thank you so much, Phil, and it's really nice to meet you, Alicia, and thank you both for just, you know, talking with me and, and getting getting more people that, you know, maybe listen to some of my songs. I appreciate it. Well, thank remember, you. It was my pleasure, I assure you. the legendary Tommy Jeff, who was legendary <laughs> DJ in Chattanooga, 
and I had the privilege of producing his show for four years, and he always used to tell me, you build your audience one person at a time. Correct. So. Yeah. And, and that, I... I kind of, I, I feel like that, you know, every little follow I get on social media, I, you know, or from, you know, it's from a live show pretty much, or see, they've heard me, you know, they've, so I understand, I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. What was his name again? Tommy what? Tommy Jett, J-E-T-T. Okay. He was okay. in the. Happy Mother's Day. I heard you say you had a child. Happy Mother's Day and God bless you, your family and your work. Oh, thank you, Alicia. Well, <laughs> happy Mother's Day to you if you're a mama. I have great grandchildren, darling. I am. I could be your great grandmother. I'm sure. I'm an old girl, and it beats the alternative. I've been called a mother. <laughs> yeah. Does that count? I, I've been called a mother. No, Tommy Jett is in the Chattanooga is in the Tennessee Radio Hall of Fame. Okay. So check check him out. For he all okay. Nice guy, but Becky, it was great having you on today. We really appreciated it. We love your music and Thank love you. the stories that you have Thank to you tell. Thank you for letting me share this, Phil. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. And we're going to close this out with your song, Move. And okay. you've been tuned in to the Black Dog Indie Country Radio. Our Black Dog. I see how I forgot. <laughs> you've been tuned in to the, let, let's rewind, start that over again. You've been tuned in to the Two Dorks. That's me, Black Dog, and Alicia, and we have been talking with Becky Denton this evening about her music and her career. And go check her music out. You're really going to like it. Buy her CD, buy her merchandise, buy everything. And we'll be back again Friday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time for the Black Dog Indie Country Radio Show, where we are spinning the greatest indie country music out there and alicia i'm going to give you the final word before we go i just appreciate so much you letting me be a part of this and i have thoroughly enjoyed it becky it was a pleasure meeting you and a pleasure talking with all your people in the chat room check me out on facebook alicia summers mcleod just like listed in the chat room i'd love to hear from you and we appreciate everybody who tuned in in the chat room tonight greg bob um Jerry Lee, we appreciate all you guys and everybody not in the chat room who's listening. Uh, we appreciate you too because you make it all worthwhile. And we're going to close it out. Becky Denton, move. So until tomorrow, be good, be safe, Thanks. God bless. And Be <laughs> Becky, it was great talking to you. You too. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. It's now or never. You got the.